the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The words of Paul to the church in Rome, chapter 8 of the book of Romans, as we begin on this edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. He's actually in a study in the book of John, and we'll move into chapter 13 today where Jesus has gathered with his disciples just before the feast of the Passover, and Pastor Leighton starts us at verse 2. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. So even before this supper began, the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas to betray Jesus. Now Jesus was well aware that he was about to be betrayed, betrayed and such a knowledge might have turned someone towards bitterness and hatred. But the astounding thing is, is the more that men hurt and hated and rejected Jesus, the more he expressed love towards them. It would seem so natural to resent wrong and to grow bitter towards insult and injury. And yet, by humbly washing Judas' feet, Jesus met injury and insult with the greatest possible expression of love. He had told his disciples previous that they were to love their enemies. And he gave an example of this on this occasion. Tragically, Judas' heart was unchanged. Now the reading says that the devil had already put the thought into Judas' mind. Remember when we studied just a couple of chapters ago that John observed that Judas carried the bag, the money bag for the disciples, and he helped himself to what was in it. He was a thief. His greed and ambition had long ago opened the door to the devil's influence. And although the scriptures say that he was influenced by the devil to commit this crime against Jesus Christ, the scriptures also tell us he was fully responsible for his participation in the crime. His heart, his goals, his desires were in complete accord with Satan's. They were co-conspirators in the plot to kill Jesus. Verse 3, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he'd come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. And then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, What I am doing you do not understand now, 
but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, the one that is bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean. You there is plurally speaking to the disciples, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him, and that is why he said, not all of you are clean. So John here talks about that he knew that all things had been given to him. He had come from the Father. He was going to the Father. That was to remind us of who Jesus is, God incarnate. In the beginning was the Word. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And by stressing who Jesus was, it further revealed the depth of humility to which Jesus went to serve his, to serve his disciples. If you think about it, what John is reminding us here is that Jesus is the creator and sustainer and ruler and king of the universe who stooped to a place of humility so low that he washed the dirty feet of his disciples. And there's more that took place here that John doesn't reference. If we look to Luke's account, we find a sentence that says, A dispute also arose among them, which of them was regarded as the greatest. Jesus had been talking about going to the cross, and while he's talking about going to the cross, the disciples are arguing and bickering amongst each other who's going to be the greatest. And what they thought was, he's come to establish his kingdom, he's the king. I think I ought to be the Secretary of the Treasury. I ought to be the Secretary of Defense or whatever. They're arguing about their roles in this kingdom. And it may very well have been that argument that prompted the Lord to give this example of humility. Now, we think in terms of, of foot washing today, and we have some concepts, but it was a very practical thing to wash feet in Jesus' day. The roads of Israel were unsurfaced. They were not clean. They didn't have asphalt. They were dusty. If it was dry, they were muddy. If it was wet, first off, and then, and then people threw their garbage into the streets. And then back then, they didn't have pet owners who went around behind the pets cleaning things up. So you get an idea of what the streets were like. They didn't have shoes like we have. They were basically just soles that were tied to the feet with straps. And so the feet picked up everything that was in the streets. And for that reason, every home had a basin at the door where the feet would get washed before people would come in so they wouldn't bring the stuff from the streets into the house. But with the competition between the disciples, none of those disciples were open to the idea of getting down and washing somebody else's feet. And so supper began with all of them sitting around the table with dirty feet. And in a stunning display of humility, God incarnate got up from supper, laid aside his garments, and taking a towel, girded himself, poured water into a basin, and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wash them with a the towel with which he was girded. Now, when we, we see this, our imaginations probably picture this scene, and, and we probably 
picture it based on Leonardo da Vinci's great picture called The Last Supper, where that incredible artist depicted the characters uh, in, and their thoughts and their, their, their attitudes at that point in history and did such an incredible job at it. But one of the things Leonardo did is he painted those characters around a Western table, not the kind of table Jesus and his disciples would have been around. They would have been on mats, laying down, reclining on their left sides. They would use their right arms to reach out to the table and take what they wanted to eat. Their feet would have been extended from behind them. And so what Jesus did is he went around and was washing their feet. And when he got to Simon Peter, Peter says, Lord, do you wash my feet? Now, remember that the disciples at this point believe that Jesus Christ has come to establish his kingdom. And it is unheard of in any culture, Roman, Jewish, or any culture, for the king to wash anybody's feet. And so Peter here is humble enough to see the incongruity of Christ's action, yet he's still proud enough to dictate to his master. He didn't yet understand that Jesus Christ had not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And the ushers wouldn't understand that until after Jesus' death and resurrection and his ascension and the Holy Spirit came and became their teacher and led them into truth. But Peter rashly assumed he would tell the Lord what to do. You shall never wash my feet. To which Jesus responded, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Now, it's really important that we understand what that phrase, you have no part with me, means. It's a really important phrase. I've gone through and I've looked at some of the ways it's uh, translated. Phillips, you shall not share my lot. New American Bible, you will have no share in my heritage. Amplified, you will have no share in companionship with me. I think that the one that is, makes it most understandable for us is the New Living Translation, which says, you won't belong to me. If I don't wash you, you will not belong to me. And so what Jesus says in his words to Peter is that a person who is not washed will not share in the benefits of Jesus' death and will have no place among God's people. It's only those who are cleansed by him that have a relationship with him. The words point us to a washing free from sin that only Christ can give. And apart from this washing, no one can belong to Christ. It's only those who place their faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and confess their sins that are cleansed by him and united with him in eternal life. Unless the Lamb of God has taken away a person's sin, that person can have no part with him. Many take this story as no more than a lesson in humility. But these words spoken by Jesus in the shadow of the cross have to do with a cleansing that was made possible through that cross. The deeper meaning is that there's no place in his fellowship for those who have not been cleansed by his atoning death. 
fundamental teaching, or perhaps a better word is basic teaching, from the Word of God by Pastor Leighton Sheely, Senior Pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. This is a broadcast we call Study Verse by Verse, and that's exactly what happens with Pastor Leighton. If you're new to the broadcast, you can find out more about us on the web at highlands.us. That's the website for Church of the Highlands, highlands.us. Looking ahead to next weekend, the 16th, Church of the Highlands is partnering with the Institute for Christian Research to host an educational and fun event for the whole family with guest speaker Dr. Brian Thomas, again from the Institute for Creation Research. It starts at 10 a.m. on that Saturday and ends at 2 p.m., and there will be a time for Q&A. Perhaps you have questions about creation and might be struggling teaching creation to your children. Well, bring them along. This will be an excellent time for you and your family. Again, that's the 16th of October, a Saturday, from 10 until 2 at Church of the Highlands. More details can be found on the website at highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Have a blessed weekend and come back on Monday at this same time when we'll once again open the Word of God and study verse by verse. This program is sponsored by Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.